This is Olympic champion Scott Hamilton. Yes, the real Scott Hamilton. And you're listening to the other Scott Hamilton show where you should be entertained, informed, and maybe even amused. Just don't expect any backflips. I mean, have you seen him skate? Second hour of the Scott Hamilton Show. Here's something criminal. I, and I just sent the guy a text. Kai Kroger, not a finalist for the Ray Guy Award. I can't believe that. And I actually know the guy who founded the darn award in Augusta. And I sent him a text, and he's replying now. I got the little message where it says red. So he's reading it now, and I asked him, I said, how do you want me to explain this to our guest? And I'm going to wait for this. We're going to bring on our guest, second-year football coach at the University of South Carolina. It's our buddy Shane Beamer. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing well. Hope you guys are. I'm waiting on this text to come back, Shane, explaining Kai <clears throat> Kroger not making that. I'll, I'll let you know what the answer is. Fair enough. Yeah, please do. I know they have a tough job, I'm, I'm sure, but um, shoot, I told our team yesterday in our team meeting, there's, there's no better punter in the country, in my opinion, than, than Kai. So they, uh, there's, there's a lot of people out there that are smarter than me. So they clearly have watched and seen something that I haven't. Shane, I, I was the columnist at the Winston-Salem Journal for a long time. I've seen some good football. I've seen some bad football. And I saw a couple teams where the punter was the best player. And that was that's not an insult. I saw a guy named Alex Kennel, man, absolutely be a weapon as a punter. And I think that's what you got with Kai Kroger. We saw it on Saturday. Yeah. You know, the best, the best um, uh, specialists that I've ever been around are the guys that are not just good at kicking and punting, but they're really good like athletes and football players. And that's what Kai is. And I go back to when I was here before and we had Spencer Lanning. I mean, he was just a really good football player. And Kai is as well. He's a talented punter. He's our holder also. He's a great holder. As we've seen, the guy's got a, a, a great arm. He's thrown two touchdown passes on fake punts the last two years, and not just like little pop passes, like downfield throws. He completed a fake field goal pass, a, a punt fake pass against Georgia that didn't score. And he's just he's a really talented guy, and he was absolutely a weapon for us, not just on Saturday, all year. And, uh, and, uh, you know, Prouty's on my team. I know that. <clears throat> Joined by South Carolina coach Shane Beamer. Follow him on Twitter at Coach S. Beamer. Shane, I, I got to ask you this, man. You, you've won the last two games. You've beaten ranked teams. You're grateful for those wins. Make no mistake about it. But how much of you is itching, wishing this had happened early and that you guys didn't have to have this break before a bowl game? you got a lot of momentum. We do have a lot of momentum, but it's good in the sense that we don't have a game, so we can really just – continue to seize this momentum for a month um we're gonna uh we'll be on the road recruiting here at the end of the week for about the next two and a half weeks which will be awesome to get out on the road and be able to get into high schools i remember last year um 
uh, on this day last year. The calendar was a little bit different last year, so we were actually able to go out on the road recruiting the day after the Clemson game. And my very first day out was on that Monday, and I was actually you know down in Charleston. And um, can remember coming in, and going in and out of high schools, and it was certainly you were proud of the six and six season that we had, and the fact that we were going to a bowl game for the first time in a couple of years. But we were also coming off a poor performance against Clemson from uh, the Saturday before, and and it's definitely a different vibe this year and, and a different feeling this year. And, and I'm looking forward to being able to capitalize on this momentum um, uh, in recruiting and 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 the outside, uh, the, the media, everything. It's it's a good problem to have that it's happening right now too. Yeah, it gets to soak into your to your bones during these next few weeks, these good vibes. It's kind of like, Shane, I think the last time we spoke, you guys were coming off the win at Kentucky, then you had the bye week. Now you have basically an extended bye period, and what you did last time coming out of the bye week, you beat Texas A&M. Now you've got three weeks to let the good juju sink in, man. So I guess that's one way to look at it. It is. You know, we got a lot of work to do with uh, uh, recruiting and – and um, you know our current roster and getting ready for a bowl game, but you know there's all that's important right now. But the fact that we didn't have to play Saturday and then immediately put it behind us and 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 move on to the next game like we had to do after the Tennessee win before Clemson is is pretty good. That we can certainly got a lot of work to do, but we can really enjoy. Uh, not just the game against Clemson, but the entire finish to the season. Uh, and then the things that we accomplished during the season as well to win eight games in, in year two, something we're really proud of. Jake, coming into the year, I circled the Kentucky game. I said, this will define the season. Boy, I, I was wrong. I mean, I really thought that was going to be the most impactful game of the year because it was going to be more than likely a ranked team. Uh, it was going to be on the road. I just saw a lot of things you could check off by getting that win, and, and you did. But then you came and you beat Tennessee, and then you go and you beat Clemson. Kind of put into words for us just how transformative this season has been, not only for the 2022 Gamecocks, but for the program going forward. I think it's been huge, just uh, perception nationally. Uh, perception with recruits has certainly changed. Um, you know, to, to I think a lot of people had that Kentucky game circled because I think most people, not necessarily us, but I think most people said, okay, they're going to, they're going to beat their, uh, Georgia state, South Carolina state and, um, Charlotte. I think most people probably picked us to do that. I think most people probably said, all right, they're going to lose to Georgia and Arkansas. So they're going to be sitting there at three and two. And then that Kentucky game is going to change, you know, set the direction for the rest of the season. And it was really, really huge. I mean, that was a nationally ranked Kentucky team in Lexington on a Saturday night that had come off a heartbreaking loss to Ole Miss the week before. So that was a really, really good team that we beat that night. But then since then to follow that up with the first win ever, over Texas A&M was huge. And then to come back and, and do what we did against Tennessee and Clemson um, was really, really impactful and special, especially the way that we responded from a, a poor performance the week before that against, uh, against Florida. Shane, just a couple more minutes, please. And I, I've got to ask you this. We need confirmation. We have not heard it yet from the school or from yourself. Uh, Marcus Satterfield, uh, moving on? Moving on, yep. Uh, good opportunity for him. He had worked with uh, Matt Rule at um, at multiple stops before Sat came to uh, to Columbia, and opportunity to get connected back with uh, back with Matt, and excited um, for uh, for Marcus and his family, and certainly understand the opportunity, and we appreciate uh, everything that he did for our program 
uh, over the last two seasons and helped us win a lot of football games and and uh, certainly wish him uh, wish him well out at Nebraska. What do you think and who's going to handle the play calling in the bowl game? Haven't really gotten to that, and I'm not just giving you the answer, that you, the, the, the easy answer. It's literally, we came in yesterday morning, I found out, you know, Marcus and I talked for a couple of days, but found out yesterday morning for sure that he was going to take it and walked right into a staff meeting and then walked out of that meeting into a team meeting, walked out of that team meeting into individual player meetings that I've been having, that I've had every every 15 minutes since 12 noon yesterday, and uh, just finished those up about an hour ago and uh, can got those behind us and then kind of can uh, uh, get ready to go recruiting and things like that. So I haven't spent a ton of time on it, and uh, but we'll have a great plan. We've got some great coaches on this staff that certainly can handle it and, and uh, you know, have no concerns there. But we'll, we'll make a good decision when it's time to make that decision. We're not, we don't start bowl practice here for a couple of weeks uh, as well, so we got some time. Yeah, it's a good opportunity for him. And I'm going to run this by you, Shane, before we let you go. I, I think it's a good opportunity for you because I think what it gives you an opportunity for is to bring in a new voice, somebody with fresh ideas, different ideas. And and that's one of the reasons I think, and Shane, you're the expert, not me, that Nick Saban has been so successful because he does have coaches come through and cycle through. And it can be to your detriment, but the really good coaches use that as an opportunity to expand their repertoire, to a move, and to continue to evolve. What's your stance? Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I think uh uh this it's an opportunity to add to our program. It is a there's no doubt that this job of offensive coordinator is a lot more attractive now than what it was two years ago. And that's based on some of the phone calls and text messages I've already gotten from people that are interested in coming here and uh it's been pretty pretty remarkable some of the people that have worked out or that have reached out and and uh want to do the obviously that will 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 make a great hire when it's uh when it's time but certainly i look at it as an opportunity for for uh, us to continue to to grow as a as a program okay and two-part question before i let you go first of all do you as a head coach keep a list of guys maybe mentally or literally written that you keep in your pocket like ADs say they have for head coaches? And two, do you have a timeline to fill this job? I uh, do keep guys in mind. I think, you know, just uh, – and it may be something as simple as I'm watching an opponent getting ready for – you know, getting ready, watching tape, getting ready for opponent, an opponent, and something jumps out. I'm like, well, that's really impressive. You know, let me write whoever – that may just be a, the, a, the way somebody's offensive line is playing or somebody's – defensive backs are playing just to remember but certainly you know you're always prepared you know when you when you win football games like we've done your other schools are going to want to hire your coaches and um and you're always kind of prepared for what's next but it's not like i just immediately refer to that list and say okay let me just look at this list and and go hire one of these guys i'm, I'm going to take my time and and uh, uh, make sure we make the best hire. We certainly had some guys, you know, in mind if an opportunity ever opened up here. But then also, um, you uh, when a job does come open, you also hear from people like I have in this situation that you didn't realize maybe they are interested in, in that position. And that's what we have in this situation also. Well, and also you have a little more cachet now because you're not a rookie head coach. You can put a staff together a little easier now, I think. Yeah, it can. I mean, it's a lot easier now. I mean, when you're when you first get hired, you're trying to hire uh, ten ten coaches, uh, strength staff. I mean, basically an entire 
corporation you're trying to do in a short period of time. Here, you know, you don't have to. You've you've we've done some things. That's why this uh, this opportunity is going to be attractive to a lot of people because of what we've done the last two years. And you're not trying to hire an entire organization. You're trying to hire one person. So we're uh, we're we're in a good position. He's Shane Beamer, head coach, South Carolina Gamecocks. You can follow him on Twitter at Coach S. Beamer. Shane, as I let you go, my man who founded the Ray Guy Award, uh, he responded with a capital N, capital no. Capital no. Cap- huh. Well, I, um, I I said my piece, and, and based on the reaction I'm seeing from a lot of people, a lot of people agree with me that it's a absolute joke that Kai Kroger's not a finalist. But we, uh, I know this. I'm glad he's our punter. All righty. Coach, appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. All righty. It's Shane Beamer, head coach, South Carolina Gamecocks, joining us. I, <laughs> I, uh, I have to think the mere fact he has people reaching out, hey, uh, can I be your OC, is very different than before. Or, or let me take that back. I'm sure he had people who reached out before, but the quality of the person inquiring, uh, not the quality of the person, the quality of the coaching ability of the person inquiring, has to be exponentially higher. We'll say that. I'll expand on it the other side. You're listening to the Scott Hamilton Show.